Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion, hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. Today, okay, I'm I'm excited about this one, you guys. Okay, because I like anything when we're like digging into stuff. Like I just I just feel that as human beings, we tend to want to steer away from ownership of ugliness and i am stoked that this is literally the theme of this episode as we've decided to just embark on this whole like basically how am i manipulative <laughs> exactly this makes this makes me very excited so what we were just talking about is we were um we were just talking about basically how there's kind of this misconception that spiritual people are whatever more like in, enlightened and they they can't be narcissistic or can't be like ego motivated or ego driven or power driven um because i think that there's like i i've read like books right that pit them against each other the narcissist and the empath and it's like but you can be a narcissistic empath and you can be an empathetic narcissist. Well, I don't know. I think you probably are a narcissistic empath because it bugged the hell out of me when, when Mel said that to me a while ago, only because I was like, I don't understand. And I was actually just saying to somebody this week, you probably said it to me like at least a year and a half ago. And I've processed it like probably weekly for a year and a half. And only in like the last like three to six months, it just becomes more and more apparent and clear to me how linked those because I was just like oh Mel you're kind of like that's kind of harsh like an empath doesn't mean to be a narcissist like how can you put those two together and as like when people are kind of new to being an empath I think they don't intend to be a narcissist at all that's not the intention but it is so like you were so right you're so right whoa wait wait let's break this one open does anyone intend to be a narcissist yeah no. Yeah. There's yeah. my mind blowing. Does anyone intend to be a narcissist? Like, I mean, no. obviously we're going to go in and be like, yes, because there's that person in my life and they're totally being a narcissist on purpose because they're doing it for self gain. It's like, no, but really though, like, they do they know do, it? Yeah, exactly. Do they? Like, I, I, I would argue, yeah, some people probably do. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just, it's an interesting question to ask yourself because I do think like, and this is where whatever we can, I get all passionate about this whole empath thing, thing is when, when I see that dialogue of like the narcissist and the empath, I get frustrated by it because um, po like posting, I'm thinking Facebook, sorry, but like posting, this is where I see this, the blogs, right? The narcissist and the empath, or you know that you've been with a narcissist when blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but what a victim role. <laughs> and then when you exactly go into victim it. role, you become narcissistic. So it's like, um, it's like just, I think going in with awareness that we all have narcissistic qualities. And, and if you are sitting there and feeling inherently victimized by someone in your life, boom, like you there, you've got some narcissistic work to do there. With much love we say this <laughs> with, with with love yes so right. much love i call out oh, compassion right yeah. now it, yes. it, i like i've been diving into this too um going into my own work is that all of us he, people who are uh labeled as healers or do that healing art is we come into it wounded we're the wounded healer focused outward because we can change and, and influence influence that, but that we're not addressing our own wound and our wound shows up as a victim. And that's yeah. where I think like that narcissistic empath comes through is we're still in victim mode. Although like, it's just an evolution. It's the evolution of the empath. Yes. I, I, that's a beautiful way to put it. It's the evolution. Yeah. So don't shame yourself. Yeah. 
when you think about Mel's wounded. statement yeah. six months from now, like I did. But because uh, then I was like, oh my gosh, I am playing the victim. Uh, I have played the victim in so many ways because of resonating with the word empath. And it doesn't have to be that way. But I think a lot of people do kind of get stuck there, don't you? Mm-hmm. In that space. Like I know I have a lot of friends, clients, people around me that are like, oh, I can't be around them. Mm. They drain my energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's not a them problem. <laughs> it's not, but yeah. it feels like it is in the moment. Yeah. Or I totally yeah. like I definitely had moments it's of just that. like it's saying like, hey guys, here's my power. Why don't you have it? Like that's yeah. truly you're just it's again that wound that I'm I'm helpless. I, the world is against me. It's coming from that space. And you it's literally a, a rejection of your power. It's yes. it's disallowing your power to be. And I also just want to clarify with my language, like the reason it comes out so harsh is I'm talking to myself. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like, me too. It's, it's like coming <laughs> out and it's like, listen, this is a behavior that I identified in me. And so mm-hmm. I am pretty like ruthless about it because I, 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 I actually ask these honest questions to myself. It's like, are you being a victim right now? Like, are you going into this disempowered space? Like, and so when I, and like, and, I think and being ruthless is owning your power just for the let, record. Sure. Let's, let's say that. It made me look at my own because you two are ruthless on this. Like you were like, mm-hmm defined of like this is what it is and I was just like this is a brand new concept to me and, you <laughs> and I want to leave the room and go to the bathroom now because we were actually allowed to be together back then we were at Tanya's house and I was like I need to think about this for a bit <laughs> I I think that I that, that but having that conversation when we did Jen was so important because it, it like it it does make like because Mel and I probably do like rush in because we're just like gosh how to work oh <laughs> and it's like heavy lifting we're just like bring it on and I feel like not everyone is there yet so it's like like, it's cool and also it's not to invalidate your experience like you can have someone that showed up and and sort of um uh, for lack of a better use of language did take your power Mm -hmm. um but it's just that you have to acknowledge that you're a participant in that which means that just as much as they took your power you let them have it so it's it's it you it's not taking one or the other it's it's walking with both and going that it's um like you can still validate pain that you felt because of a relationship or someone um with ill intentions or you know like you can go in and you can validate that experience and also take ownership of your power in that situation and it's not necessarily something that happens in a linear way or where it's like okay i'm going to do this step and then that step and then this step and then that step like Maybe for some people there is like sort of a progression, but um, these things can kind of like coexist. I'm really in this space right now of um, embracing nonlinear concepts like that, you know, time is a construct and like everything is elastic and like nothing is linear. So I think this shows up or it tries to show up for us in lots of ways as a human. Like I think um, like you know, people trying to lose weight, for instance, this is a terrible example, but it's just that. Um, your scale doesn't gradually go down one pound at a time. That's not, that's not how it works. And that, that's no indication of progress, but that's our human brains trying to make it a linear experience and trying to understand it that way. So when someone's- It's former logic. 
yeah has to fit the brain's logic yeah right but if you ask any like physical trainer or whatever they're like no but a, a weight loss journey doesn't work like that it doesn't work like to go one pound at a time down the scale or half a pound down every day you're gonna like notice a change there's different ways that the body shifts and i think that this shows up in our lives energetically spiritually um, with time with relationships with everything is that money we're in a, with money. We're in a constant state of shifting. Ooh, that was a click. Thanks, Jen. Uh, we're in this constant state of like shifting and, and I see it more like, um, a spider web, but if you took a spider web and you made it like, like intersect with itself. So it's now this like multi-dimensional web and you pull on a thread of that spider web well it's going to affect all these other threads and it's not but it's not linear it's not like going to be like okay it's going to create this ricochet effect i think that's why um okay so i get asked about tarot and reading the future a lot and i'm like well like like i kind of get into the future like i can kind of forecast some things but i'm like it's kind of like a weather forecast like it's like it's yes, a pattern a 60 percent chance of rain here like um, which means like, yes, there's a likelihood that, that this day is going to be rainy, but there's like a chance it won't be because it depends on which threads get pulled along the way. It's going to affect that. And it sounds like a really like, <laughs> Free will. yeah, that's, that's like, you can pattern energy cause you can see it. Right. That's how I, uh, it's like, there's a pattern of energy and you can see, and it's like, all right, if everything keeps going this way, I, I could give you 90% accuracy that this is going to happen, but free will interjects and that's gone. That's gone. Making Anyone can make of, a decision. It, uh, oh, I can't say the word. I always want to call it Ayurvedic, but it's not um, like that deep one. astrology. <laughs> Do you know what I, I mean? About that. It, I, it's similar, like, because they can see things and forecast things, but if you like are really concentrated, we're having this conversation in my mastermind actually about there was somebody that wasn't supposed to be in a relationship, but wanted to be in a relationship and how you can change the forecast of, even though it's saying, I never heard of this. yeah, it's really fascinating. I'm having a reading next week. I'll keep you posted. Oh okay. yeah, do that. Lord, sounds fun. Lord for leaving everybody else hanging. <laughs> you know, because that's really interesting, Jen, because the, um, like if you get your natal chart read, it's very set in stone. And if you yeah. don't like what that says, like you, you will wish you never got your needle chart read because it's always going to roll around. Um, and that's why I've know, always my needle chart shows. It. Yeah. Cause I my needle chart know. shows a lot of like resistance and uh, I just have deleted, like for the most part I've deleted it. And I was like, if that shows up, whatever, I'm going to give it my all and like letter buck, let's go. Right? But uh, for a lot of people that could become debilitating. So yeah, you'll, we Which should definitely actually- do a, back to being a narcissist (laughs) (laughs) if we want to round that back around because what was i oh shoot i had something come up there now it's gone maybe you two should carry on for a moment (laughs) while it comes Uh, i i show up as a a narcissist even in the good things i do um i was just like obviously teenagers having troubles but like the good things that i give them so like the phone the games all those things i do that with the manipulation of them to love me which is really messed up right like it's like if i give you these things i'll receive that and it's like it's for my end goal my end gain and to not give those makes me uncomfortable like that's like, that's the highest form of manipulation. I was, it's so funny because I was just about to segue into this, that where we can show up as manipulators or narcissists and not even realize it is when we're 
we're pushing an agenda that we think is for the good, but it's, we're still pushing an agenda. Like, so, so my, my analysis or analogy with this, I bring this up to people sometimes in readings is, um, and this only works if you've watched the Avengers, but is Thanos is like, like, that's what I did. I was like, Oh my God, I'm Thanos. Like, cause Thanos is like the bad guy. Right. But the whole, like what the way I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this movie for anybody, but, um, the whole thing is he has this thing where he's like, I'm going to destroy half the population so that there's no starvation there's there's like no um like uh not uh welfare like i i can't think poverty thank you okay so there's no starvation there's no poverty like i'm gonna get rid of if we get rid of half of humanity then everyone will have enough so you if you look at that from like thanos perspective which i know no one wants to do because he's the bad guy but it's like well it's kind of logical like yeah he's he's like trying to make everybody who is alive he's trying to make their life better but it's coming across as but he's still pushing his own agenda without um anyways so it was something that came up for me is like i'm sitting there going think i know what's best i know what's best because i know what's best and it's like well you are one person with one experience and one perspective you don't know what's best so what you're doing is you are thanos and you are pushing an agenda that yeah it would have a lot of benefit and it would have a lot of gain but no man you can't do that that's not how this works that is manipulative that is narcissistic that is like and so i think that yeah, just like just evaluating that even when you have good intentions, you can still be pushing an agenda. You can still be being manipulative and you can still be. I have an example of this where it like totally hit home for me. For my daughter's birthday, she wanted to go out for lunch and it was like, cool, we're going out for lunch. And she picked a restaurant that Blake and I don't enjoy and like at all. And was it McDonald's? Because I hope it was. No, just it wasn't, but it was pretty close because I probably would have went for McDonald's fries. But <laughs> it was like along that line. And I was like, we could go anywhere. We could go to this place. We could go to that place. And I'm saying it like this. And in my head, I was like, you are ni- manipulating the shit out of your daughter on her birthday. <laughs> and she wants to go to this restaurant. Let her go to the restaurant. So I went to the restaurant. But it was, it was just fascinating because it was like, oh yeah, I manipulate everything. And I do the yeah, same thing. Because we have a power to, right? Mm-hmm. Anyone with power, it's like, you just have to watch how that steps in. Tanya and I were hanging out yesterday and she, you said something that actually like made me think for a long time. I was thinking about it into the night and she said that we want to control how other people see us and perceive mm-hmm. us. And that's the narcissist in us, right? Like, um, she was, can I like, yeah, can you go ahead. Your part. <laughs> like she said it so well. I was like, yeah, it's like, I want to control how my kids see me, which is different from how my clients see me, which is different from how my town sees me. It's like, I want to control everything. And if something doesn't align with that, it's like a, it's, it's crippling. Yeah. Yeah. You had a really good example. I, 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 no, you I have to say it. Cause I literally don't remember any okay. of this. So she, uh, <laughs> well, because Tanya was a brilliant musician with like, you know, huge dreams. And then now she oh, has yeah, a kid. And so in the mom groups, they're like, well, but you're this really great mom. So music schmoozic. And she's like, what? <laughs> you know, like that's still, yeah. don't you know, put me in that mom group. Like, gross. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, we get these identities and I was like that stay-at-home mom. I didn't yeah. want to be the stay-at-home mom. I didn't want really? to be the of that as like this, even though that was like a dream I had for like yes, 10 years. me too. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. I am so much more than a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. 
it's crazy, yeah. right? And um, it is like, we're just so we are just burning down layer upon layer. So like, I need to be this in order to be accepted. Forest burns down. Now I'm this. Forest burns down. Now I'm this. And it's like the, the landscape stays the same, but the forest space changes numerous times, but it's still the forest. Ooh. And we don't let ourselves evolve like that. Or we don't let other people see the different angles of our forest. We're always trying to like, you know, shape shift and change who we are as like that manipulator that let other people have their experience of us oh i like it like i don't like it but i, I do like it like and it. i don't because i know <laughs> i've like shifted in and out of that over like the last year where i now the way you said that mel is beautiful because i was like there were places that i felt like i wasn't manipulating a thing in my life i was just completely showing up as i was and it felt so freaking good in those times but yeah now looking like hawk's eye view on all of it. It was like, oh, but you were like struggling here with kids or you were struggling here with Blake in some way or struggling here. Like, that's a good one. Everybody should just pause and think about their own life. It's like taking inventory. I think what's what's interesting is like, um, let's like kind of take all of this and I just want to like go in a slightly different angle or whatever is that like, I guess it's just understanding and living with the idea that multiple realities can exist as, at the same time. And so I think that when we feel like someone in our life doesn't perceive us the way that we perceive us or the way we want, it's, it's like it's the way we want to be perceived. But I also think that there is like, but that's not like, I've heard someone say something about me and I'm like, really, that's such an interesting experience because I don't feel that, or that's not my agenda or that's not my motive. Or, um, I could see how that could come across that way. However, this is what I intended with that. Like, but I think what it is, is it's going and going like, but I can have my intentions and have them be what they are there. They are that forest. And that person can still come and see a tree and we're both right. Like, like my forest is what it is. And they come and they're like, well, I, but I saw this shadow or this moss or this thing. And it's like, yeah, I, like that's, that was your experience. And I think that we find peace when we sit there and go, like, I trust your experience of me as in, it's like your perception and your experience of me is absolutely 100% accurate, whole and correct. And my experience of me is absolutely 100% accurate, whole, and correct. And that even when they don't agree, that they can still coexist. And that concept for me has brought a lot of peace because it also um, takes away that uh, like temptation or that inkling or that desire to be like, oh, they see me that way. I need to change something so that I don't come across that way. Because yeah. that would indicate to me that I'm not really at peace with who I am. Because being at peace with who I am means I'm at peace with how you receive me. And, um, and if there's something I feel like I'm not at peace with, then that's a me thing. And I can go in and I can like look at that and change that, but I'm not going to do it because you told me to, um, because your experience of me is not the whole picture. Also, my experience of me is not the whole picture. So, but I am me. At the end of the day, I am not your perception of me. I am me. And that's the only place that I can work from that's healthy. Um, because that, and that, and like, and I think, I don't know if you feel this, Mel, but like working with people, um, 
you can only like they can only take in and change and shift so much and i think it's like working mm-hmm. within their center is where is where we have to work from it doesn't mean that other stuff isn't true or relevant or whatever it just means that but if i try to go out of my center and try to work there nothing will happen like there's it has to come from the the center of center like the the sense of the the self like the most inner space um, and I think that when we talk about someone who's inauthentic or someone that rubs us the wrong way or whatever, I think they're working out of their center. Like, I think they're working on that. Like, it's that manipulation of, oh, well, I want to be seen from this angle. So that's the angle I'm going to show you versus yeah. being yeah. comfortable with self. It comes from experience, like some sort of past experience, I feel like for them, mm-hmm. like there's usually wounds. Oh, attack. yeah. Well, we're all just walking wounds. Let's let's be honest. We really are. (laughs) I was thinking too, as you were talking, is that that can be their experience of your forest can be a real experience in that time for them. And then people struggle with allowing others to grow and evolve. And so maybe they experienced your forest before it burnt down and it grew back. Yeah. And I think it, it debilitates a lot of people from healing their wounds is because of the external perception is that that's still their old forest, mm-hmm. but it's completely gone. There's nothing left but the seeds that were, uh, that were meant to grow something different. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. nothing of that old forest left. And so if, if that analogy helps someone let go of something that is like crippling them from their past, you can become a seed and grow something different from totally. that space in the same landscape, same body. Yep. I think this happens a lot in small town living mm, yeah. for people that have, or just people that have grown up together even and been with each other for yes. a long period of time. Because that projecting still, of who you are. Yes. There's still that perception. I was talking to somebody the other day and I don't know, somebody's husband had slept with somebody back when they were 16 and da, 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 and it was like interesting that that's still even there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 25 years later or whatever it is that that's the first thing that you think of. And I'm pretty sure that person has changed probably in 25 years. Well, Absolutely. even looking at like, look at the parent-child relationship. Like I think that as parents, it's hard like to go through transitionary stages of like your kid moving from being like a toddler to being a, like a kid from moving from a kid to being like a preteen from preteen to teen. Like, I think the reason we struggle through all these phases is because our kids landscape is changing. And then we are challenged by that. Cause it's like, no, no, I knew you. I know you. I love you. I know you more than anyone. And then I think we feel threatened because we're literally me. This is new. What is this? I don't, I'm not familiar here. This is scary to me. Like whatever it is, Oh, and then it like, and then as the parent, we go in and question like, well, did, did I ever know what was I, but again, and then that's like a journey of self, right? Like it's like my brain last night. (laughs) (laughs) And I literally everything you're saying, it was my dialogue, everything. Uh, So funny. So I think that again, that goes back onto self and goes, I know and I'm comfortable and I'm okay with who I am and the parts that I'm not. I get to, I get this opportunity to look at them because I'm, they're being highlighted now. Um, but I, I do feel like there's room. And I, like I say this, like as someone who's a parent of a one-year-old. Okay. So like, I'm very naive and, <laughs> and this is all very idealistic, but, um, and, and much easier said than done. But I think if we can go in and, and like, and, be more observant like for the new forest like basically go in and go like this was like this is what i knew of you um i'm learning that 
Uh, there are things I don't know. This is a new forest. I need to like go and observe and explore and be curious about what's in here and ask questions and, and yeah. like relearn the space. And I think that that's the hard part is because we just want to know, but yeah. we have to go in and we have to inquire and we have to ask. And, and um, anyways, I, I think that again, it goes back to like that self is threatened and um, anyways, but um, the, the long and short of it is I think that if we are really whole and at peace with our own forest or whatever, um, this is like an analogy, like just taking, <laughs> taking off here, that I think that it makes it a lot easier to be in relation to other, like the other perspective and the other for let them out grow there, so to and speak. you grow yeah, yeah. totally a transformation is allowed people is this yeah, like is this so a good fluid. conclusion because we did yeah we that did was have a goal for when we were gonna end this episode <laughs> yeah no that was really beautiful i think you nailed it and it is like just always be inquiring like is this a new landscape it's that's wonderful i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with that i'm looking at the landscape instead of just assuming because of the way the landscape was before telling it how it is is how i like to do things <laughs> right don't we all like yeah. that's, that's, yeah. you are this way yeah yeah you are Till this way rebel. because that is what i know mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Spiritual Boss. We appreciate you listening. Um, please click subscribe if you are um, into that. And um, if you're on Apple, we really would love if you wouldn't mind reviewing. It just helps boost us in the algorithm. And please share us on your social media platforms, especially if the episode resonates. Like we, we just, we love to hear feedback and we really appreciate that. Um, you can actually directly comment or um, give us some feedback. If you want to email us spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com um, or we're on Instagram at the spiritual boss podcast. Peace in. Peace out.